So today's daf is Samech in, uh, in Yoma. We are at the Mishnah. Kol Masei Yom Kippurim, Amor Al-Seder, Imikdim Masei L'Chavor Lo'asaklum. Everything in the Avodav Yom Kippur has to be exactly in the right order. It has to be Al-Seder, which means you can't deviate from the procedure. And if you mess up, Lo'asaklum means that you they didn't do anything, meaning it's... Uh, it's, uh, if you put something out of order, it's going to be invalid. Now, that's not actually true about every detail, as we're going to see. But in general, about the essential things, it's true. And we've seen this before. So normally, what do you do? You're supposed to do the bull's blood prior to the goat's blood. If you did it the other way, let's say you did the goat's blood and then the bull's blood, so you just have to do the goat's blood again so that it goes in the right order. Now, the only time you could actually end up messing that up would be actually in the in the Hechal. Because in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, he hasn't even done the slaughtering of the goat yet. He's only done the slaughtering of the bull so far because he goes, he slaughters the bull, then he does the Ketoret, and then he goes back to get the blood of the bull. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, it, would be, it wouldn't be possible for... The blood of the bull is already uh, waiting for him when, when he does the Ketoret. So, um, but any, either way, okay... But either way, he, it would be possible for him to do it, let's say, in the Hechal, that he mis- mixes it around, because he doesn't do them at the same time, meaning he doesn't do it really at the same time. But if he did it at the same time, like when he's doing the Hechal, where he has two of them, and he's supposed to do one before the other, and he does that of order, so he just corrects it by doing it again. In other words, if you did B-A instead of A-B, so then you just do B again, and you manage to have an A-B that way. Um, so then it's so, uh, in another case, a more extreme case, what happens if you're doing the applications of blood inside the Kodesh or Kodeshim and you drop the, he drops the bucket and he loses the blood. So So the rule is that basically when it comes to any stage of the Avodah that he's doing, if he loses the blood in the middle because he spills it, so he has to start all over again from that thing that he was doing. So let's say, for example, he has to do seven applications of blood in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, and after number three, he drops it. So he now needs to start. He can't just say, well, I did three, so I have four left to go. I'm going to start from number four and continue. He can't do that. But if he finished everything in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, and the blood spills in the Kodesh, he doesn't have to go do the Kodesh HaKodeshim again. Meaning the Kodesh HaKodeshim is done, and now he comes to the Kodesh, and he messes up in the Kodesh, he drops the blood. So he only, now obviously he's going to have to go slaughter another par, another say, he's going to be, he's going to have the other problem that he's going to have to go obtain another Korban because he spilled all the blood that there was. But anything that's done is already done. As long as that stage was completed, that stage will be finished. Now, the Gemara will discuss later what happens if he messes up in the Kodesh HaKodeshim. Does he have to uh, with, with the bull? Since when you slaughter the bull, it's supposed to be after you've taken the, uh, the Ketoret and prepared the Ketoret. So, you know, w- what will you have to do? In other words, normally what you do is you slaughter the blood, you take the Ketoret in, and slaughter the bull, you take the Ketoret in, and then you come and get the blood of the bull. So do you have to have that taking of the Ketoret in between? It's going to discuss that issue. The Gemara will discuss that issue. To what extent the order has to be preserved. But the main idea is that from section to section doesn't have to be preserved. So as long as you did everything in the Kodesh HaKodeshim correctly, even if you spill the blood outside in the Kodesh, you don't have to do the Kodesh HaKodeshim again with the same blood. Now you're going to use a totally different blood actually for the Kodesh because the Kodesh, because the one that you did in the Kodesh HaKodeshim you're not going to do again. So the one that you're doing in the Kodesh now is a different, let's say, bull because you spilled <coughs> the blood of the bull. That doesn't matter. Okay, that's what you're going to have to do. That would be true even about the application of the blood to the golden altar 
that we talked about yesterday, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, they disagree. They say, you know what? Even if he's in the middle of, say, spraying the blood, sprinkling the blood uh, onto the, in the Hechal or in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, he does one, two, and three, and then he drops it. So he doesn't have to do one, two, and three again, according to them. They say he can literally take over where the pre, where he left off and do th- four, five, and six, and seven, and then he'll be okay. He doesn't have to say, well, I have to start all over from number one. He can literally start. It's like we, so he, he doesn't, they don't view it as units that like the, the entire unit is one thing. So you have to start from the beginning of that unit. They say that no, even within a procedure, whatever you did is done. So you just pick up from where you left off. Actually, that's the halacha. Let's say for instance, you know, you have such a, such a distinction in, in tefillah because sometimes if you mess up a part of the tefillah, you have to do the whole thing over again, start over again. Sometimes if you, uh, if you make a mistake in the tefillah, you just go back to where you left off. Like let's say a person forgot the Yalevi Avot today, he could go back to Ritzay. He doesn't have to go back to Hashem's Vatai Tiftach. But if a person forgot Hamelech HaKadosh, he has to start, or he said, Mashiva Rucham, why they him at the wrong time? He has to start all over again because it's all one unit. You can't just say, I'm going to go back to Atagibor Leolam Hashem when you're in the middle of the Amidah. You can't do that. So sometimes you have to start things all over again, and sometimes you start from where you left off. Or let's say, for instance, a person's the Chazan, and all of a sudden in the middle of doing the Chazanut, they feel sick and they can't continue. So the rule is actually the Chazan who takes over can take over from wherever the previous Chazan left off. They don't have to start all over again. Okay, so that's an example where we find this. So sometimes starting all over again is okay. What's done was already done. The community already had the first uh, certain number of brachot of the Amidah, so you pick up from there. On the other hand, in the, ca- in the case of the Kohen Gadol, so you have a machloket. Is it that you have to, is this, the entire procedure has to be unified? Or each step in the procedure, once it registers, it's like, that's done. You registered number one, uh, sprinkling number one, okay. So sprinkling number two, you can pick up from where you left off. That's the machloket. We're going to see more about that. But Tanu Rabbanan, the Gemara says, this is quoting from a bright That's what we had in our Mishnah, right? If you if you mix up the order, you did nothing, right? But Amar Rabbi Yehuda said, When is that true? That's only Only the things done in the white garments in the Kodesh Hakodeshim. He says, Rashi says, means inside the inside, okay. But things that are done outside in the white garments, even if the things that are done in the white garments um, are connected in some way, obviously, to the special Avodah Yom Kippur, it doesn't matter. So Rashi gives an example. For example, the designation of the goats. For example, the vidui, the confessions that he recites, the spilling out of the leftover blood from the korbanot that are done, in the, that are, that where the blood is applied in the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodeshim, when that blood is spilled out on the outer altar, and he says, similarly, whatever he does uh, in the in the hechal, according to Rabbi, even in, even in the hechal, meaning even the sprinkling of the blood uh, towards the parochet, even the sprinkling of the blood or the application of the blood to the golden altar, since it's not in the Kodesh Hakodeshim, according to Rabbi Yehuda, there, if something is done out of order and it doesn't relate to the Kodesh HaKodeshim, it's okay, then it is B'diavad okay. However, he says, the Shechita, for example, the slaughtering of the animals of the Parvisair, or the, um, the collection of the Ketoret into his hands, this, since it's actually the destination of it is the Kodesh HaKodeshim, and it's a preliminary to the Kodesh HaKodeshim, that he, would assume, that he also agrees has to be done in order. The Gemara will talk about that too. But anything which is not related directly to the Kodesh HaKodeshim, 
Kodashim, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if it's done out of order, Bidiyavad, it's okay. So if he did the Vidui in the wrong order, he did something before the Vidui was supposed to be after, uh, the Vidui was supposed to be before, he did it after, it, it's not going to invalidate the uh, the service according to Rabbi Yehuda. His rule of thumb is it has to connect to the Kodash Kodashim. However, I agree, says Rabbi Nechemiah, that only things that relate to the white garments, meaning things that are particular to Yom Kippur Avodah, those things are the things that have to be done in the right order. However, what I disagree with, I, I broaden the, the, the concept, because the, because he says, I'll tell you what the real, uh, what the real distinction is. It's much simpler, but it's much more, it, it's going to encompass more things. In other words, anything done in the big day, Lavan, according to Rabbi Nechemiah, is going to be something where the said there is me'akev, meaning the order will be um, absolutely indispensable. Anything done in the golden clothing, like we said before, golden clothing means it's something which is part of the regular service that you could find on any other day of the year. White clothing means it's something particular to Yom Kippur. So anything that's particular to Yom Kippur, uh, the order is necessary. Anything that is not, the order is not necessary. That's the rule according to Rabbi Nechemiah. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's even more specific. Only things related to the Kodesh HaKodeshim. So things related to the Kodesh, the Echal, even though they might be done in the white garments, that doesn't mean that the said there, that the order is Me'akev. So if something is done out of order, for example, instead of uh, confessing on the uh, uh, on the par, he goes and he uh, does the, he, he uh, designates the uh, Se'irim first before he does, that would not be Me'akev cave, even according, according to Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Nechemiah, since it's done in the white garments, that would be Ma'akev, because anything done in the white garments is going to be Ma'akev. The order is going to be Ma'akev, and he would have to do it over again in the right order, uh, you know, in order to uh, satisfy the obligation. They're both deriving their principle from the same pasuk. It says this will be an eternal statute, an eternal rule, once a year. Okay, what does that mean? Rabbi Yehuda, anything which which happens. So chukah means fixed. Chok means fixed. So meaning the order is fixed. And it says achat bashana. So Rabbi Yehuda says makom shemit kaprin ba'opam achat bashana. The place that you go into once a year, anything related to that place, meaning the Kodesh HaKodeshim, anything related to that place, the order is going to be absolutely indispensable. Rabbi Nechemya sabarot varim hamit kaprin ba'en pam achat bashana. It doesn't go by the place which is used only once a year. It goes by the clothing that's used only once a year, which is a reference to the white garments of the Kohen Gadol that are worn only once a year. So everybody is taking Taking it from that pasuk, that chukah is related to achat. The fixed order is related to the once a yearness of the situation. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the once a year aspect is the kodesh kodeshim. That's what makes it special. According to Rabbi Nechemia, it's the outfit that makes it special. But everyone agrees that only things that are special and unique for Yom Kippur, the order is absolutely indispensable. Okay. Now, atul Rabbi. What? Etc. Etc. Achat b'shana. It's a pasuk in the end of uh, the avodat yom kippurim in acharimot. Yeah. Right. 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 Etc. Yeah. Yeah. So the um, anyway, atul Rabbi Yehuda makom ketiv. Does that mean a court? It's in Achrimot. Atul Rabbi Yehuda. Atul Rabbi Yehuda makom ketiv. Does it say makom the place that's only used once a year? 
Where does he get the word makom from? It doesn't say anything about the location. It's talking about the procedure to be done once a year. It doesn't say location. <laughs> Let's refine the derivation a little bit. According to Yudah, it says zot uchtivachat. It says zot, meaning right? That's the uh, right. So it's saying it's zot chuka, the zot and the chuka, meaning it's limiting the chuka, the fixedness of the procedure. And then it says achat b'shana, big big In other words, one pasuk is telling you that things that are done, even though they're done, in other words, the whole seder avodah is incorporated, is intertwined. The things that are done every day and the things that are done just for Yom Kippur, and they're all done by the kohen gadol. They're interwoven with each other. So the things that are done in Big Day Zahab, for sure, the order is not Ma'akev. And then the things that are done in Big Day Lavan, even there, there's a limitation that only the things in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, this, the order has to be absolutely necessary. He also has two, two words, Zot and Achat, and they both limit the applicability of the rule that order is necessary. However, one is to exclude Big Day Zahab, things that are done in the golden clothing, things that are ordinary, part of the ordinary Avodah, everyone agrees on that. And then one, since Rabbi Nechemiah says that things done in the white garments must be done in the right order, even if they're not connected to the Kodesh HaKodeshim, so the extra word, the second extra word is coming to tell you about Shiraim Dilam Akveh, that Shiraim, that the pouring out of the blood on the altar, in other words, after, we, like we said yesterday, after he takes the, the, does the application of the blood to the, uh, the golden altar, he carries the re- remainder of the blood and he spills it out, either on the western base, on the southern base, that was a discussion that we had yesterday, but the spilling out of the blood is not me'akev. Even though it's done in the white garments, it's not me'akev in general. The spilling out of blood on the altar after application to the altar has been done is not considered an indispensable part of the avodah. And therefore, even though it's done in the white garments, it, the, if you did it out of order, like let's say he went and did something else before he did that, so it would not invalidate the avodah because that itself actually is not even indispensable to the avodah, the pouring out of the shiraim on the mizbech. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda would say, That's inconsistent, says Rabbi Yehuda. Look, if you're going to say that everything that's done in the white garments should be me'akev, should the, the order should be absolutely indispensable, inviolable, so then it shouldn't matter whether that particular activity, what you think about that particular activity, so Rashi explains, if you're going to say that everything done in the white garments, the order is absolutely necessary, how can you make a distinction? And if not, if you're going to agree with me, let's say, Right? So uh, then you should say that the spilling of the blood also isn't uh, the order in which you do the spilling of the blood on the outer altar. Meaning if he does something else before that, it also won't be ma'akev. Why not? Because the, the fact is, according to Rabbi Yudah, that the spilling out of the blood on the altar is ma'akev, meaning it has to be done. It's just that the order is not ma'akev. So he's saying you shouldn't distinguish that particular process of pouring out the leftover blood on the altar from anything else. Because the fact is that doing that, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is ma'akev. And of course, so, he's, so the fact that you did it out of order, if you hold that anything that's supposed to be done in the white garment must be done in order for it to be kasher, then that should also have to be done in order. Okay? And in Kedetani, we learned in Abraita, the Chilami Kaperot Kodesh, he completed uh, the, uh, the uh, atonement for the uh, Kodesh, Im Kiper Kila, 
Vim lo kipe lo kila de Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, if he did kapara, he finished. If he didn't do kapara, he didn't finish. We're going to see what that means in a second. What exactly that means? Amalor Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah said to him, Mepneimal, Onemar, Im kila kipe, Vim lo kila, lo kipe. Right? Why don't you read the pasuk in the order that it appears? You're, re- you're, you're switching around the words. You're saying, if he was, if he atoned, he did it, he finished. If he didn't atone, he didn't finish. But that's not the way the pasuk's written. It's, Vechila mekaperot kodesh. If he finished, Right? He, he atoned. If he didn't finish, he didn't atone. Which means to say that if he left out even one of the applications of blood, it won't be good. And we said, What exactly is the machloket between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yehuda? That it's not clear. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, So Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi and Rabbi Yochanan argued. One said it was just a matter of how to read the pasuk, and it has absolutely no halachic implication at all. They're just arguing about the pasuk. But the other opinion says, no, what they're arguing about is whether shiraim are ma'akev. In other words, Rashi says, Rabbi Akiva says, shiraim lo That according to Rabbi Akiva, the pouring out of the leftover blood after everything is applied in the Kodesh Kodashim, and it's applied in the... Uh, on the parochet, and it's applied on the golden altar, the spilling out is not uh, necessary, meaning if you didn't spill out the blood on the base of the altar because it spilled somewhere else, so it will not stop the kapara from taking place. That's why it says, im kiper kila, as long as he did the kapara, meaning as long as he did the applications of blood, he's finished. And according to Rabbi Yudha, no, he also has to carry the blood and pour it on the base of the altar. That's also a necessary step. On Yom Kippur, that is me'akev. And if it's not done, that's going to be a problem. Okay, so now, we, so you see from there that Rabbi Yudha holds that way, right? So it says, so therefore, um, you could say again that in this machloket over here, what is Rabbi? What is uh, Rabbi Nechemia and Rabbi Yehuda? Why doesn't Rabbi? Why does Rabbi Nechemia say that the pouring out of the blood on the base of the altar, of all the things done in the white garments, that one thing is specifically, if it's done out of order, will not ruin the avodah? Rabbi Yehuda says, why not? It's the same as everything else. It's also ma'akev. That's a, it's all. It's also a necessary part of the avodah. So why doesn't it have to be done in order? Why would you make an exception for that? Right? You see that Rabbi Yehuda says that there's no difference on Yom Kippur between the spilling out of the blood on the base of the altar and everything else. Right? So there shouldn't be. Did Rabbi Yochanan really say this? What we said before. That Rabbi, Rabbi Nechamiyad doesn't care about the spilling out of the uh, blood on the base of the altar, that it should be in the right order. That's a difficulty. That Rabbi Yochanan himself said that Rabbi Nechamiyad is of the opinion that pouring out of the blood on the base of the altar is me'akev. And that was actually talking about in any other korban, not just on Yom Kippur, meaning that in general, you have to have that spilling out of the blood. When the Torah says you have to have the spilling out of the blood on the base of the altar, it's part of the application of the blood to the altar, according to Rabbi Nechemiah, all the time. And that's why, according to Rabbi Nechemiah, if a person were to take the blood of a korban that was supposed to be spilled out on the altar, and he spilled it out outside the Bet HaMikdash on some other place, he would, be, he would be liable for doing a korban outside the Bet HaMikdash, according to Rabbi Nechemiah. Right? That's what Rashi brings here. So the idea is that even Rabbi Nechemiah agrees that it's indispensable. So how could it be that you're telling me that Rabbi Nechemiah would make an exception? That of all the things that when you wear the white garments have to be done in order, but this one thing doesn't have to be done in order. Why not? According to Rabbi Nechemiah, it's just as essential as everything else. And the Gemara leaves that as kasha. We don't know the answer. Why that exception? Because Rabbi Yochanan was the one who made the suggestion that it should be an exception. Why it should be an exception for Rabbi Nechemiah? We don't know. But what we have now is basically a machloket between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemiah. Is everything done in the white garments, maybe except for one thing, has to be done in the right order or the avodah is no good and you, and you have to go back and do it again? Or 
or according to Rabbi Yehuda, that only the things that are in the Kodesh HaKodeshim have a, an order that has to be absolute. But if the order is messed up in anything else, even in things in the Kodesh, even though he's wearing the white garments, that will not uh, d- disqualify the Avodah, and you won't have to repeat it. I'm Rabbi Hanina. Ketor Shechafana. If you collect the ketoret, if the, if the Kohen Gadol takes the ketoret in his hands and places it in the vessel before he slaughters the bull, that's no good because we know that he first slaughters the bull, then he prepares the ketoret, then he brings it in, and then he brings in the blood. Right? That's why he has somebody stirring the blood meanwhile while he collects the ketoret and everything. So if he did it in the wrong order, it's no good. So you're going to have to say that that's not according to Rabbi Yehuda, the teaching. Why? Because Rabbi Yehuda said only things that go on in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, the order matters. But outside the Kodesh HaKodeshim, even though he's wearing the Big Day Lavan, um, the, the fact that he decided to put the Ketorot into the pan prior to doing the Shechitah of the Parm, maybe because he thought that it would, be, uh, it would be less time that it had to be sitting there. I don't know. He did it out of order. He should say that it's okay because it's not being done in the Kodesh HaKodeshim anyway. Yeah, so, but but Rab- could, you know, could also say that these are to do. Exactly, what's the Gemara going to say, right? right? Anything necessary, in other words, since it's a preliminary to going into the Kodesh HaKodeshim, because he's actually putting it into the pan to go in there, right? He's, he's, put, he's slaughtering the part to bring the blood in, so therefore it is connected to Kodesh HaKodeshim, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, will be Ma'akev. Tanat, we learned in the Mishnah, Right? So, in the, so if the person, if the Kohen Gadol is in the Kodesh HaKodeshim and he doesn't finish the Matanot and it spills, so he has to bring more blood and start over again, right? So if it's true that the order, now we could have said that, oh, according to Rabbi Yehuda, this is Rabbi Yehuda because we'll say that it doesn't matter. In other words, what did he do before? He slaughtered the bull, then he separated the Ketoret, right? And then he brought the Ketoret in and then he brought the blood in. But if he spills the blood, now he's going to have to go slaughter another bull, right? And if he slaughters another bull, now he already took the ketoret, right? And he's still, he's, he already took the ketoret, so shouldn't he have to slaughter the bull, take the ketoret again, bring the ketoret in again, and then do the bull? Right? He has to start over, because you're doing it out of order, and you're saying that anything, right, and you're saying anything connected to the Kodesh HaKodeshim, the order has to be preserved. So it says, Now we could go back to our original premise and say that since this is being done outside the Kodesh HaKodeshim, maybe Rabbi Yudah doesn't care, but you told me he does care because it's going into the Kodesh HaKodeshim. So, the answer is, we're not, con- we're not talking about the Ketoret. You're right, you would have to do the Ketoret again. You're right. But it's not talking about that part. It's just talking about the blood. So even though it's true that if the person is in the Kodesh HaKodeshim and he spills the blood, right. and now he has to go out and he has to slaughter another bull, he's also going to have to take the Ketoret again, he's going to have to do the Ketoret again, he's going to have to start the whole thing again. That's true, but that's only true uh, but since the Mishnah is only talking about the blood service, it doesn't mention that, but it's true. If you slaughter the, the, the goat before the bull, also you didn't do anything, meaning that the, the bull is supposed to be slaughtered, then the ketoret is taken and brought in, then the blood of the bull is brought in, then the goat is slaughtered. That's supposed to be the order. But what if you slaughtered the goat before you uh, put the blood of the... Uh, in other words, you came out and you slaughtered the goat before you actually went and applied the blood of the bull inside. So it's out of order. What do you do then? So he says, that's no good. 
So it's not hikdim dam aseir ledam apar yachzor v'yazem idam aseir achal dam apar. But we said in the Mishnah that if the if the kohen gadol first applied the blood of the goat prior to the blood of the bull, he has to do it over again. But what do you mean? Vim What do you mean? He slaughtered it out of order. Well, how do I know he slaughtered it out of order? Because when the Kohen Gadol is in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, he only has the blood of the bull. Yeah. He hasn't slaughtered the goat yet, because the order is, he slaughters the bull, he brings in the Ketoret, he goes and gets the blood of the bull, yeah. and then he slaughters the, the, the goat. So how could he possibly have the goat and the bull in there unless he had slaughtered the goat out of order prior to the bull? Or at the same time as the bull. He definitely didn't slaughter it after the, uh, uh, after the, the sprinkling of the blood of the bull. Because he's in there sprinkling the blood of the bull right now when he has the goat's blood. And he does it first. So how could that be? Like maybe so, he gave it, uh, but he wasn't allowed to do the shechita first. Meaning, he goes, he goes, the order's this. He slaughtered the bull, takes the ketorah, goes into the kodesh kodeshim with the ketorah, comes out and takes the blood of the bull. The, the goat is still alive and well. He's still hoping for good mazal that he will live. <laughs> Right? The, 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 he brings the blood into the Kodesh HaKodeshim. Then he comes out and slaughters the goat. Now, if he's right now in the Kodesh HaKodeshim with the blood of the bull, there's no way he can have the blood of the goat yet because he's not supposed to even slaughter the goat until he does the application of the blood of the bull. So how could he even have it? So probably uh, both of them at the same time. So, but he's not supposed But that's out of order. That's out of order, right? So, so, right, so if that's true... That out of order of the slaughtering of the bull and the goat is no good, so then it ha- which like Ula said, so then how could he possibly just have both of them in there do them out of order? So what's the answer? The answer is in the Kodesh this could happen, not in the Kodesh Kodeshim. You're right, because if he had slaughtered the goat in the wrong order of the meaning before the application of the blood of the bull, he would have had to start all over again. He would have had to go. That he would have had to take the blood of the bull in and then slaughter a new goat because the goat was slaughtered out of order. We're talking about in the Kodesh. By the time he gets to the Kodesh, remember the order. Yes. Slaughtering bull, bringing in Ketorah, applying blood of bull in Kodesh HaKodeshim. Yes. Slaughtering goat, bringing of goat's blood into Kodesh HaKodeshim. Okay, now they're both there. So when he then goes to the Parochet, he does the blood of the bull and the blood of the goat without any Shechita in between. Right? That's where it could be that he accidentally applied the blood of the goat first. And then he did the bull. And he said, oh, I messed up. I did goat, then bull. Now I just have to do goat again. I don't have to start all over again. I did B-A. I did B-A instead of A-B. So since I did B-A, I'll just do B again. Then we have A-B. Right, right. We had that before. But the point, the point that I'm trying to say is that there's no issue of shechita here, doing shechita again, because we're talking about in the hechal. When he comes to the hechal, he already has the bull and the goat blood prepared, right. right? Because he already put the bull's, go, bull's blood in the Kodesh HaKodeshim. And then he put the goat's blood in the Kodesh HaKodeshim. And right. now he's in, the, in front of the parochet in the Kodesh. Yeah. And now he has both. So it's conceivable that he would do them in the wrong order by accident yeah. and he would have to yeah. fix it. He doesn't have to, oh, because he put the goat's blood, now start all over again. No, just he put the goat's blood, now put the bull, and then put the goat again. And even though he did it out of order, meaning he can still correct the order without having to slaughter any other animals, no animals were harmed as a result of this mistake and then we're good. Alright, okay, so we'll continue tomorrow.